This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, September 14th. All right, Corey. Well, the Twins do lose yesterday. They lose 5-4. Boo. They stink. Boo. Get them out of here. Boo. You wouldn't believe it, Corey, uh, how much uh, I heard about how the season is over. Yeah. Oh, here. Let me do this quick. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, there was a bit of an echo there. I was a little concerned. Uh, so you wouldn't believe how much uh, that uh, people yesterday over the Twins' 5-4 loss to Tampa Bay. The Twins were tied 4-4 in the ninth inning. Griffin Jacks came in. Some dude named Randy had a moonshot, and uh, they were down 5-4. Twins had the tying run on second base, I believe. Uh, and uh, Christian Vasquez, who, of course, has been having a down year at the plate, but for a catcher, he's been fine. Uh, pinch hit for Ed Julian. Uh, of course, that led to massive consternation because, of course, a lefty came into the game. And massive so what? Consternation. Define it for me, please. Uh, wailing, gnashing of teeth, if you will, uh, complaining uh, in a way. A lot of people were out there uh, basically saying that the Twins should have let a lefty face a, le- a left-handed hitter face a lefty because Julian is overall a better hitter than Vasquez, but at the same time, Julian's a rookie. At the same time, why are we caring about this? The Twins lost to Tampa. Yeah, whatever. Cleveland also lost. So the Twins' magic number dips down to nine to clinch the American League Central. It's part of that conversation we talked about yesterday, Corey. It does, the Twins are going to do certain things over the next few weeks, and basically this is Rocco Baldelli going, what if I just did this? Would, does this actually work? Like... What if I just put in uh, Dylan Floro in the bottom of the ninth inning with the bases loaded and nobody out? Like, let's let's just see if this guy's got any cojones on him. Like, let's a lot of these next couple weeks are just going to be the Twins going uh, a mix of like let's rest guys, which is why Carlos Correa was like on a strict off day yesterday. Like, let's strategically rest a few of our guys to get healthy, and at the same time, uh, let's try some guys out in different roles. Let's put some relievers who are typically low leverage into high leverage and see how they do. Let's bring up Christian Vasquez off the bench against the lefty to see if he can get a hit here. Let's see some of these guys. That when playoff time rolls around, Rocco has a better idea of kind of where everybody's at over the next couple weeks. You know, it was a pretty clear night. I did. I guess I did see the uh, the the consternation Big Dipper was out in full force. Oh, yeah, yeah. Personally, I'm a Little Dipper fan. Maybe an Orion's Belt myself, but... Uh... The Orion's Belt is cool. That's like the first one. If it's not the Big Dipper that's your first one, the Orion's Belt is certainly the easy, like one of the easiest ones to spot yeah. and teach people. It's one of the first, right? It's the first top two first consternations you learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, uh, you know, we are consternationists, if you will. I don't have anything to add to that Twins conversation. That like you're, yes, you you nailed it right on the head. It's uh, just it's that they're gonna win the division. They don't even have to win games to gain ground in the division. Like, like they're basically gonna have to go zero for their last sixteen, or however Cleveland many games are is left, going to have. Cleveland's to f- gonna have to go sixteen and zero. There's Cle- just no way it's not happening. Cleveland has to finish. I believe it is 12 and 5 over their last 17 games or something like that just to get back to 500. They're like yeah. they're they're done. Cleveland's done. They're doing their best 2022 Twins impression of imploding in September of like not even bothering to make it competitive for your division rival. Like remember that September like we just everybody tuned out of the Twins by that time cuz the Vikings had a hot start. But like 
Ever like the Twins are just losing ball games left and right. The the Cleveland had a five one lead yesterday. They lost in extras to the Giants. Twins legend Lamont Wade Jr. walked off the Giants on two di- or walked off the Guardians for the Giants on two different occasions. So glad to know that he's still uh, doing his part for the Twins. Yeah, uh, to this day, I, it's it's uh it's weird. I don't want them to like limp into this by uh-huh. any means, but I just um respectfully to the twins discourse that exists on social media i don't care (laughs) it doesn't matter none of it matters they're going to the playoffs so any decision from this point forward as long as it's not directly impacting the health and safety of the very best players who might actually help you win a team or win a game in a playoff series Uh uh-huh do whatever you got to do, Rocco. I do don't it. care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Especially on a nitpicky at-bat, by-at-bat, or game-by-game. Game. It's not important. No, no. We got more important things going on tonight. Like the Vikings, who play in Philadelphia. Every Vikings fan's favorite ooh, game. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, Boy, know. we hate Philadelphia, don't we? Boy, we sure do. Because New Orleans has kind of fallen off. They've become irrelevant. Sean Payton's not there. Drew Brees isn't there anymore. They haven't fallen off if you're a true believer in the Vikings. <laughs> you still hate. I still hate Atlanta. <laughs> do you I st- still hate the Giants. Do you still hate the Pittsburgh Steelers for beating the Vikings in Super Bowl twelve? I wasn't alive then, so I have less uh I have less of an issue. But I can tell you the way I still hate some of the teams that I do. Do you, if I were around when the Pittsburgh thing happened, yes, I would still Do you hate still them. hate Drew Pearson with yes. a fiery passion of a thousand what, sons? What year did that happen? Seventy eight? Something like that, seventy five. Yeah, again, same thing as Pittsburgh. If if I were around, I one hundred percent would hold that against there's him a, and that entire team. There's a lot of people who sports hate Drew Pearson in Minnesota who are older than us who sports hate them like people nowadays sports hate Sean Payton. Like that guy is just public enemy number one. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't want bad things to happen happen to him personally. I need I need bad things to happen to him professionally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Twins go to Philadelphia. The or the Vikings, excuse me, go to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, in the three, uh, I think it's been two games since the 2017 NFC title game. The Vikings went to Philly in 2018. They won that game. Uh, then the Vikings went to Philly last year and got the doors beaten in on them. Uh, so they're one and one in Philadelphia since the title game. Kirk Cousins plays fine in Philly over his career. Remember he played for Washington before, so he's played there a lot. Uh, Kirk Cousins might actually die in this game, Corey, uh, because Garrett Bradbury is out. Uh, Austin Schlotman is going to start. Uh, looking at the Vikings injury report for the game, uh, Christian Derisaw is questionable. The Vikings stud left tackle. So that's not good either. Uh, that's worse than Bradbury. Yeah. Like, that, like uh, uh, the interior of that offensive line is was going to be a problem whether Bradbury was playing or not. Uh-huh. This is not an indictment on on Schlotman at all. That, yeah. guy's, that guy is... He's a perfectly acceptable backup center. He's probably fine, and Bradbury's fine. Like uh-huh. <laughs> Derisaw being out is a problem. Yeah, he's questionable. Although, as I'm looking at the injury report on NFL.com right now, Derisaw's name is not shown up, so that is a good sign. Who's uh, the left tackle? Oli Udo. It 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 is. By the way, 
that's a problem. <laughs> so Oli, you thought you were trying to be funny there. Oli, are Oli and Ed next to each other? It's a it's, no, but uh, we could really make some uh, Ed and Oli jo- and Udo jokes. You know, like the old uh, Sven and Oli jokes. Oh, we'll yeah. just put it with those two. Yeah. <laughs> Print the shirts. Oli and we should. That's actually a brilliant idea. Gosh dang it. Gosh dang it. Uh, those two guys suck. <laughs> what do you got against Sven and Oli? Uh, no, uh, this is not. I'm back to football. Sven and Oli are awesome. Oli and Oli and Ed stink. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones that uh, fell into the ice hole. And uh, yeah, wasn't yeah. Ed? Isn't Ed graded like? The, He's not the the worst guard, but he might as well be. In but he might like he is. What was he? What was he like? Seventy fourth out of seventy seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, according to Pro Football Focus's grading. Yeah. Now let me get this. There's thirty two teams in the NFL. Uh huh. And they each have how many guards? Two. So thirty two times sixty four is sixty four minus some backups probably that got put into action throughout the game. So to be clear. As a starter, he's worse than a dozen backups. Yeah. No, no, the Vikings still have faith in him. They still have faith in him. Uh, he's going to go for week number two of trying to strip sack Kirk Cousins. They better have faith in him. It's the only thing they got. <laughs> there's certainly no evidence. So there's our half-empty <laughs> perspective on this game. Is Philadelphia yeah. is a good team. They're the defending NFC champions. Uh, it's their home opener, as you've yeah. mentioned before, Corey. I it's- think they're going to get creamed. It's on Don't Thursday you? night football, which Thursday night football games are always weird. Yeah, I mean, if I'm like gun to my head, do the Vikings win this game? I'm saying no. Uh, yeah. They're not winning. Uh, that's your glass half empty perspective because Philadelphia is such a tough place to play. That Philadelphia interior defensive line with Jalen Carter, who is a number seven overall draft pick or something like that. Yeah. Very, very good player. He was very good in week one. And the Vikings interior offensive line, again, the tackles are fine. Darrison in week one owned a tough Tampa Bay pass rush. But again, they put all their forces in the middle because they know the Vikings' interior right. pass blocking stinks. Yep. And Kirk Cousins gets flustered with interior pass rush. Every quarterback in the history of the planet doesn't like the pressure coming directly at him. Directly at his teeth. There's not a single quarterback ever, 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 ever who's like, mm, I can deal with this. There's I get, nothing you can do about it. At least with a guy running at your side, you can like step up, you can run. Like A guy coming right at you, you have no choice but to go backwards. There's maybe only one, and it's Michael Vick, who can only just run away. Like that guy wasn't going to going to mm-hmm. figure out how to make a throw. He was just going to embarrass you with his feet. It's a it's a problem. Yeah. Uh so th- what's our glass half full perspective, Corey? Actually, I love that you asked this because I um to me I see this game going uh, two ways. Like the Vikings lose by 30. Uh-huh. But there is, you know, there's two options. One team wins or the other team wins. For the other team to win, being the Vikings this time, um, I like they're gonna have to eke something out, and it's gonna have to probably be ugly. Like <laughs> it's gonna have to be like a weird, I don't know. How, how do you get to twenty two or something? Like it's gonna have to be like a twenty two to eighteen game, or so, or like an eighteen to thirteen. Just something gross that doesn't make any sense. Uh huh. Um, there are I don't know what the gambling numbers are on this, but I uh, listened to recently a, the Vikings a, a are podcast. one touchdown underdogs, so they're like six and a half point underdogs. The six and a half point underdogs. I I was listening to a podcast the other day, and they talked a little gambling. It was the Bill Simmons podcast. That guy, like, 
he loves to gamble, and he has people on his podcast who love to gamble. And they were both like, we're taking the Vikings plus six and a half here. Hmm. Now, that doesn't mean they're picking the Vikings to win. What it means is they think Philadelphia's kind of a mess right now, too. And it's an early season Thursday night game. Now it is their home opener. Um, uh, off a Super Bowl, um, a loss. So they're they're going to come out raring to roll raring to go on their home field right uh-huh but they're kind of in a weird spot right now they've got some injuries that are um kind of detrimental to what they want to try to do to get back to the super bowl um they're gonna they're gonna be pressing a little bit probably i don't think they're thrilled with how they played in the opening week it's a short turnaround there's just a lot of weird things thursday night football is typically weird um there is a world where the Vikings can win this game. Like if, when we're talking tomorrow, it's totally possible that we're talking about a weird Vikings victory. I think that's totally in play. I don't think it's going to happen. But are there any Vikings victories that are non-weird over the last calendar year? Oh yeah, I mean they have. I mean, may, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not last last year excluded. <laughs> yeah, they can just you know they can just win a normal football game like. A twenty-eight to twenty-one, just a good old-fashioned. This is the final score. Uh huh. They didn't do that last year, and they might not do it this year. But it's in play. I do think a win is in play for them, and I there's a there's a world where this can be a close football game because it's an early season Thursday nighter that doesn't make yeah. nothing makes sense on Thursday night. You know, nothing makes sense on Thursday night. So what do you? Th- I mean. I'll uh, I'll I'll boogie, but let like, what do you think? Is it is there something in play for them, or is this just are we going to turn it off at the end of at halftime and just be like, well, that was fun? <laughs> I think that's uh, the turning it off at halftime is definitely in play. Uh, I think overall with the Vikings, I think really uh, it, it, what it's going to come down to uh, really is just that pass rush. If the Vikings can hold up, because if you look at the injury report for Philadelphia, Fletcher Cox, their defensive tackle is, uh, questionable, uh, to play. There's also, uh, their, uh, uh, defensive backs are hurt. They're banged up a little bit. So there is a lot at stake here, uh, for the Vikings because they're, 0-1 0-1 right now, and they're in danger of becoming 0-2. Philadelphia is a little banged up. The Vikings are a little banged up. Can the Vikings take advantage of the secondary for Philadelphia being banged up? Uh, because they're going to have to with the Vikings' offensive line being a little bit banged up and the Eagles' pass rush still being as good as ever, even if their best, most noted pass rusher, Fletcher Cox, can't play. One last thing on the morning sports desk. I do want to let you know, tune in tomorrow morning as we are going to be doing our... AED runaround with athletic directors across our listening area tomorrow. We are talking with Michael Wirtz of Monaga. He's going to join us on the morning sports desk tomorrow at 7.15, so be sure to tune into that. Or if you miss it, go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts to listen to the morning sports desk. You can also listen at wadinaradio.com. This has been the morning sports desk for Thursday, September 14th.